Welcome to episode 100 of McChesney Unchained. That's right, 100 episodes. Pretty crazy. Thank you to all the guests and everybody that's helped me, uh, you know, make this show a reality. Uh, I'm, I'm honored and humbled to be down here at DNVR off of Colfax at the Barn Studio once again, recording episode 100. And it is about as good as episode, and, and I'm more proud of this episode than I think any episode I've ever done. Uh, the great Kyle Turley, uh, uh, one of my best friends and a mentor of mine and a guy that really helped me with a lot of struggles in my life uh, and, and through my career, is on the show today. And uh, we have a lot to talk about from the divisional or from the uh, AFC and NFC title games to the Super Bowl that's set for next week uh, to the Dungeon family spacing off in the Super Bowl again. Last year we had Ben Garland and Mike Pinnell going head-to-head center and nose tackle. And this year, we've got the great Ryan Jensen from CSU Pueblo, Thunderwolf, down there. Uh, and we'll talk about his story here in a minute. And also Mike Pinnell again, going for a repeat. So second year in a row that you got two guys from the Dungeon family starting against each other in the Super Bowl. So that's pretty damn cool. Um, to give you a little update on 6-0, we officially open uh, the new gym on Tuesday. We will have a grand opening in March sometime, and I'll make sure that Damn near everybody I know is invited. Um, but the, the the gym opens on Tuesday. It's at 10470 South Progress Way in Parker. Uh, and we're pretty excited about the future, man. I'm uh I don't know if I could be more excited about about it, to be completely honest with you. The the other gym and the other facility was, you know, years of, of turmoil and trauma and bad business partners and craziness. And, you know, you usually have to go through hell to get to heaven and I really feel like I'm on the other side of it, and uh, I, I can't wait to just move forward with with a little bit of righteousness and grace and, and try and uh, help other people overcome some of their obstacles as well. And, you know, I'm just going to be f- as honest as forthcoming as possible. Today's episode is, is, is about as honest and forthcoming as I can be. And it has a lot to do with, you know, the, epi- the opioid epidemic and using cannabis and marijuana as a medicine and the way that people are taught about the 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 cycle of pain and the, the just the complete uh, horseshit in this statement, painkiller. It doesn't kill anything. It numbs you for about four hours, and then you have to take another one. So you know, it, it's. I really encourage you to listen to the whole show because Kyle Turley's at the end of it, uh, and we talk for a good thirty minutes about this, and uh, it, it is. Uh, it, it's a pretty incredible day for me, and uh, I, I can't wait to, to help other people overcome this demon because it is something you can overcome. You don't have to just play into the narrative of, oh, if you stop, you're going to die or get sick or whatever. Maybe you will. Maybe you won't. I don't know. Maybe you should uh, find out for yourself and, and believe in yourself and, and then the, the people around you. I mean, I cannot tell you enough how much uh, my wife and my family and and all my friends and the support that that is that has come out from just me being honest with myself and honest with them and and moving past this last 5 6 years of of just really trying to deal with five level back fusion surgery and six left ankle reconstructions and having to replace my shoulder and my neck stenosis and God concussions and God knows what else. So we're going to talk about that a lot today. Kyle's new company is called Revenant MJ. And I want to give that a shout out to Jim McMahon and Ricky Williams, who's my ex teammate in Miami are part of it. The great Evan Britton and Jim McMahon is, he's been struggling with this for a very, very long time. And, and he's completely off painkillers because of the, the, uh, the medical marijuana treatments that he's getting and, and the rehab and the just overall recovery that you look for when you're trying, when you think that that stuff's happy, actually helping you, you know, and, and it's not. It's, you're not recovering. You're just keeping yourself in a cycle of repetitive just, just ridiculousness. So true recovery comes when you can look at yourself in the mirror and move forward, and, and that's what I've done, and that's what I hope so many people out there can do because I know this is a problem with Damn near everyone. And look, man, if you're judging people on recovery and getting better, you're about the lowest form that I can think of. And that's just what it is. You can have doubts and skepticism as much as you want, but judging people on getting better, man, that's pretty low. So let's roll. Episode 100, uh, McChesney and Chains comes to you from our good friends down here at DNVR. We're at the studio and bar down here off Colfax. Get down here and support all your local Colorado teams. They are on the big screens each and every night. This place is pretty incredible. So... Let's start with Tampa Bay and Green Bay. Tom Brady is, uh, I mean, I, I don't even know what to say about this guy anymore. Ten Super Bowls is ridiculous. I mean, it's, it's Jordan-esque. It's better than Jordan. I don't really know what to say. I, uh, I, look, I'm torn. I want both my guys to win. I'd love for it to go three overtimes. Mike got a ring last year, and 
Kansas City is real low on my list to root for for some reason, although I, I love EB too, but he got a ring last year. I would I would absolutely love for Tampa to go and win this game. And the way that they went to Lambeau and and dealt with Aaron Rodgers and now the turmoil that's come out of that, we'll talk about that down the road. Tom Brady is just the ultimate F you guy. Like every time you stack the deck against this dude, he makes you look like an idiot. And that's why I like him so much, because that's my MO. Every time somebody tells me what I can't do in my life, from my business partners telling me 40 days after we open the 6-0 that we just moved from. 40 days that that they, you know, I couldn't sustain the business and nobody was gonna come in and I was gonna fail and you know, you, you can either leave and we'll take your logo and everything or we're just going to sue your pants off. And I was like, man, fuck you, sue me. Tell me what I can't do. And we blew the business up and now we're moving into new facilities and we're moving to Pueblo and things are great. So look, man, I- I'm telling you this. If you still don't like Tom Brady, that's fine. You can not like him all you want. He feeds off that shit. So maybe everybody that wants him to lose should start congratulating him because I'm telling you, the more you try and stack the deck against this dude the more he wants to make you look like a dumbass. And Kansas City went to Tampa earlier in the year when they were trying to figure it out. Tariq Hill went for like 200 um, in the first quarter. So, look, do I think Kansas City's probably better? Yeah, I do. But I'm pretty sure Tom Brady's teams have never really been that great. I think his best teams lost the Super Bowl, honestly. I mean, I don't think that, that it, the, the Atlanta game, I don't think they were better than that Atlanta team. I, they definitely weren't better than Philly. They weren't better than the Giants twice. Although the undefeated team was probably the best team I've ever seen. They didn't win a Super Bowl. So when the, when things are going great for Tom, it, it seems like, you know, things might go the wrong way. But this this game coming up in the Super Bowl, we'll talk about it a lot next week and try and get the guys from the Dungeon family that are down there on the show. They're pretty busy. It's not really priority. Green Bay is a different problem. You know, losing back Tiari, having to move Billy Turner from right to left. He struggled, but who's not going to? I mean, left tackle is the hardest position to play in football, and when you replace the best tackle in football, these things happen. I, I thought it would happen, and it did. Tampa Bay is – it reminds me a lot of, you know, the first Bronco team that won a Super Bowl where they won three games, you know, as a, as a wild card team. They went on the road and won in Kansas City. They won in Pittsburgh, and then they were huge underdogs to the Packers, and they ended up beating a, a team that everybody thought was going to just shit stomp them, and they didn't with a great older quarterback. And I, I just – I look at Tampa, and everything's lining up for them perfectly. Antonio Brown's coming of age. He's really figured his shit out. And I would not be surprised at all if Tampa pulls this out. And honestly, I'm rooting for him. I can't sit here and say I'm not. Tom Brady is the fucking GOAT. Uh, the AFC game. The AFC game was what it was. I, I thought the Buffalo's game plan, they were up 9 nothing at one point, And they just they, they would not control the clock at all. Josh Allen is just running around like a, like a massive John Elway back there. You know, I'd love to see him in orange and blue, but that ain't going to happen. Um, Buffalo's going to be good for a long time. But at the same time, They've got to figure out if if they can really compete with the top dogs in the AFC. They had a chance. They're up 10 nothing in the AFC title or 9 nothing in the AFC title game. You've got to close the door. But Kansas City tends to do this. I mean, they're never out of the game. Last year in the Super Bowl, they were down 11 with six minutes left, and they kicked San Francisco's ass the last six minutes. So, look, Kansas City could easily be a 5-6 win Super Bowl team because they, 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 I think that the guys on the team – all understand that they're only as good as the guy next to them. And the only thing I could I could see being a huge problem in this game is Eric Fisher's out with a, an Achilles. Uh, he got hurt in the AFC title game, the left tackle, the number one pick from Central Michigan. And then Mitchell Schwartz, who I think is the best right, right tackle in football, had back surgery in the middle of the year, and God knows what they pumped him full of. And now they're asking him to like come back and play. So they're down both their tackles. And Tampa Bay can get after you on the edge. Shaq Barrett is about to get super paid. And JPP, all three fingers of him, is out there just kicking the shit out of people. He he really gave Billy a run for his money in that NFC title game. So, you know, the AFC title game was cool. It was good to see Buffalo back there. Uh, I'm, I know their fans had a great time with this season. But you know, until you can figure out a way to actually go to Kansas City and get a win, man, it's going to be pretty tough. They are damn good. I mean, damn good. So, remember that all of our football talk here in the AFC and NFC title games are brought to you by our good friends at DraftKings. Uh, DraftKings has been good to me all year, and especially with the touchdown scores, so make sure you check it out. Uh, Pigskin fans, the moment you've been waiting for all season is right around the corner. The DraftKings uh, and DraftKings, the official fantasy partner of the Super Bowl, 
55 is bringing you their golden ticket giveaway, which is up to $55 million in prizes and grabs. That would be nice. All you have to do uh, is get your share of this huge prize is entered to DraftKings free Super Bowl prediction challenge. And once you submit your picks, you'll get a free instant prize and up to $25,000. Uh, if you And if you have the most predictions correct, you could win the top prize of $1 million. That would be a pretty nice uh, Super Bowl present, to say the least. Download the app now and enter the free prediction challenge and answer the questions like who will score last, and boom, get ready to make it rain. Uh, DraftKings has paid over one or, or over $7 billion to its players since 2012, so they know a thing or two about big paydays. Uh, remember to download the DraftKings app now and use the promo code DNVR to enter the free $55 million challenge. Everyone gets an instant prize up to $25,000 just for playing. And you can use the promo code DNVR now to you now to enter the free $55 million Super Bowl challenge only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of Super Bowl 55. Terms and conditions and eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for all details. Check out DraftKings. They've been awesome to the show and awesome to DNVR. And we roll. Episode 100, McChesney Unchained. Make sure you guys check it out. Uh, at the end of the show, I have the great Kyle Turley on to talk about his company, Revenant MJ, that he's uh, opened with Jim McMahon and Ricky Williams and Evan Britton. Uh, and, and Kyle has, has helped me, you know, kick, kick the demon that is painkillers after five-level fusion and six-left ankle reconstructions and 20 years of football and thinking that shit actually helps you. He, he's helped me a lot. And at the end of the show, we get pretty honest about it and hopefully it can help somebody out there overcome that demon as well. So uh, let's keep going here. Look. The Denver Broncos and their quarterback situation. And I'm going to be pretty quick on this. I don't really have a, a ton to say about it because it's all, it's all just people sitting around wishing. You're not getting Aaron Rodgers. He's playing hardball. He wants a new contract. Jordan Love's not the guy. Green Bay getting, Aaron, getting rid of Aaron Rodgers would be uh, – it's just I don't ever – there's no way it happens. If Sean Watson wants to get traded, he has to waive his no-trade clause. Being in Houston doesn't sound too fun. But, you know, the, the chances of him ending up in Denver is the price tag that you have to give up worth one guy. Because, look, if you look at Houston's problem, they gave him a ton of money in September and he already wants out. That might be a red flag, too. Um, although Houston is a shit show. It, it, you know, again, when you wrap up that much capital in your quarterback, they, it's not like they were very good, even though he was excellent. Uh, I would love Deshaun Watson here in Denver, too, especially watching Watson and Mahomes and Herbert go against each other. And don't forget Carr, who's played really, really well. So the AFC West could be really good because right now we're fourth out of four when it comes to quarterbacks. Um, you know, the, the Drew Locke thing, Drew can be the backup if Matt Stafford comes here. But I think Stafford ends up in Indy after talking to my boy Sam Jones yesterday who played for the Colts. I, he You know, from the, the opinion in the building in Indianapolis and from their, their owner who – Consequently, got caught with like I don't know what five hundred oxycotton in, in his trunk once. So this this problem reaches pretty fucking far and to everybody. So be careful out there judging everyone. Um, that that the Colts are one hundred percent in on Matt Stafford and they want him. And Stafford going to Indy makes them. I mean, they are gonna be damn good. I thought Jacoby Brissett plays in that wild card game, and they probably beat Buffalo. They got stopped inside the five three times. So it is what it is, man. I look. This magic like recipe that the Broncos keep throwing out there and this narrative like one player is going to fix everything is crazy. Do I think Drew can be successful here? Yeah, I do. Give him all of his weapons and, and protect him correctly and run the damn football and get Vaughn back on the field and everybody else that's hurt and let's see what we got. But look, if the new GM, Patton, wants to come in and just go, you know, General Patton on everybody's ass and start trading the ninth pick for Matt Stafford and this and that and this and that and the other... <laughs> I've seen this movie before, bro. Giving up, given leveraging your future for one player, some risky shit. I mean, I, I just don't see a lot of really, really great franchises doing that. I, I see them letting guys walk that are the times up. I think Matt Stafford could be great if he's supported. But again, it, you know, he's had one 1,000 yard rusher in his entire career in Detroit was Reggie Bush, and he went for like 1,006 yards. So six yards over 1,000, seven yards, seven yards shorter, and he has no 1,000 yard rushers the entire time he's in Detroit. What's the Broncos' biggest problem? They don't run the ball enough. Pat Schumer's offense isn't set up to run the ball. He wants to go three wide. 
Why the why in the Sam hell would you want Stafford to come here with Pat Schumer as the, as the offensive coordinator? He needs somebody that can run the ball down people's throats so he can set up play action so it's not all on him. So, giving up the nine pick and God knows what else for Matt Stafford, if they want to do it, it's not my money. I don't give a shit. It's not my draft picks. I'll watch it. It'll be something new to criticize. But, you know, it, it's, a, it's a risky move to say the least because Detroit's been dog shit forever, and he's been a part of that. And it's not like he, he's – yes, he puts up good numbers, but when you're always behind and you're always getting your just ass kicked by your opponents, you're going to put up awesome numbers in Detroit. Scott fucking Mitchell put up great numbers, the hefty lefty. And I'm not talking about Jared Lorenzen. Scott Mitchell's a 300-pound left-handed quarterback who got paid out the ass – and was terrible because of, of big numbers in makeup games. Throwing to, you know, really good receivers in Brian Perriman and uh, God, what was the name of that other big receiver? Uh, Picard or something, Pritchard, something like that. Not Mike Pritchard, but the other one. So I'm just, I'm not sold on it. I, I think that building the team the right way is probably the right way to go. But Patton just got here and he wants to make a splash and we'll see what happens. Um, Lastly, before we bring on Kyle Turley here, I want to tell everybody about the online store. The online store for 6-0 has just opened, and I'm pretty excited about it. We've got backpacks and hats and T-shirts and hoodies and God knows what else. And a big shout-out to my band, Brian Tinker, for helping us out. And the uh, website for the online store is going to be on my social media accounts at Twitter and Instagram at 6-0 Academy. Uh, By the way, the hater that erase my Instagram account. I got a genie, bitch. You can't stop me. I just called him my genie. He got my account back. I'm a verification back. Suck it. Keep trying to log in my account too. I'll find you eventually, sucker. Keep in mind that my fantasy in life is not like, you know, two chicks at the same time or some dumb shit like office space. Nah, it's to catch you breaking into my house. Oh, God, that would be a good day. Good day. So check out the online store, like I said, at Six Zero Academy and get yourself a hoodie or a t-shirt, one of those Carhartt beanies, nice Adidas backpack, something like that. And we'll be adding to it uh, as we go through gloves and armbands and whatnot. Keep the Dungeon family looking clean. Uh, also, great gift ideas. So go check that out. The online store is up at Six Zero Academy on Twitter and Instagram. All right. So now uh, we're going to bring on my man Kyle Turley here on episode 100 to talk some truth. And uh, look, I'm not ashamed of my struggle, man. If anything, I'm more proud of myself for overcoming the demon and finally believing in myself uh, enough to to do it. And to everybody that's ever doubted me and 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 told me what I can't do, thank you so much. Thank you. You're my fuel every day. I don't think you understand how much I love my haters. I love you. You are my best friend. Keep doing it because it'll keep getting my ass up at four o'clock in the morning. I'm down 35 pounds. I feel great. And uh, God knows where 6-0 and Matt McChesney is going to go from here. So it's my honor and pleasure to bring on my man Kyle Turley here now on episode 100. Make sure you check out Revenant MJ, his new company. And look, I truly believe this. Cannabis saved my boy Kyle Turley's life. It's in the process of saving mine, and it can save yours. You don't have to just keep going down the same road. So Kyle Turley joins us here on episode 100 of McChesney Unchained, and we are rolling. And it is my honor and pleasure to bring in my brother and uh, a guy that I've looked up to a lot, in not only my career, but in his career. Uh, and one of the leading advocates for, for cannabis, especially in the NFL, but all over, uh, Mr. Kyle Turley joins us here from Revenant MJ. And uh, Kyle, I am so honored to have you on McChesney Unchained, brother. It's our 100th episode. It's right before the Super Bowl. And uh, we've got some big news on the show today and just, you know, it, you're changing lives out there, and brother, you helped change mine, and and uh, it is an honor to have you on the show. Hey, man, always honored to be with you. You know that, and uh, uh, stoked for this conversation. That's for sure. It's been a long time coming. To uh, <laughs> it sure you know, has. It's 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 a long road, man. People don't get it, and when you know you do, then you just get it. You know, it just uh, amen to that. Until you understand. And look, uh, Kyle's new company, Revenant MJ, is literally changing lives, and you know, his guidance and, and, uh, and mentorship has really changed mine. And after blazing a trail in, in cannabis ag- advocacy, NFL legends Kyle Turley, Jim McMahon, Ricky Williams, my old teammate in Miami, and Evan Britton, uh, they teamed up for this new nationwide venture that is Remnant MJ. And I know that, that cannabis saved your life, Kyle. And, 
you know, with all the injuries and the back problems from your days in the NFL, I went down the same road. I, I had five level back fusion uh, in 2014 and it sent me down a dark path, bro. And uh, it took me about five years to really figure out that the opioid medicine that they just shovel down your throat at an alarming rate isn't really helping you. It's probably inhibiting you from truly growing. And, you know, you're a guy who, who you've always been in my corner and always been there for me, regardless if I was struggling or doing good. Uh, and, you know, I, I've been free of, of, of opioids now for a month, for going on a month. And I, I feel better than I've ever felt. I've lost a ton of weight. I'm not sleeping anymore. It's not, it, it's not something I'm chasing anymore. And, you know, your leadership and the ability for you to be so honest and out, out front about this gave me the confidence to do the same. And, you know, my wife saved my life when she confronted me about it and thank God for, um, you know, she's an incredible woman and, and it, it feels good to get it off my chest and to be, on the other side of it, because now I look at it like it's a, it's a struggle that I dealt with and we can move forward and I can help the next guy. And my guys that just had surgery this off season, try and steer them down a different path rather than down this one. And I, I just, I know I'm talking a lot here, bro, but I cannot thank you enough for your, your, your spearheading of this because without you, I, I don't know if I could have done what I did. Well, I appreciate that. I mean, it's always heavy to hear those words and, you know, uh, it, it, it's been an honor to be able to help, you know, my brothers, my family, uh, because, you know, that's what I set out to do. Uh, you know, even prior to the cannabis conversation, it was trying to resolve issues in our community uh, that, you know, still exist today. And that's an ongoing battle, um, you know, just the recognition and attention, you know, of, of what's really going on. And what's really going on is this bad brain disease called CTE. And we make bad decisions and we're preyed upon by all these other people, you know, these uh, pharmaceutical companies who prey upon these NFL teams and give them money and their doctors, all these prick, uh, privileges and perks and things and, um, you know, get them to, you know, give us their medicines and, and, you know, their, their, you know, uh, complicity in that and, and, you know, just hiding that from us. Uh, you know, I remember sitting on the plane, <laughs> you know, asking these doctors, like, are, are these okay? Is this okay? You know, what's the long-term use of this? You know, what's going to happen down the road? I remember vivid conversations with these doctors and them telling me, you know, and my, the guys around us, when we're trying to really understand what are all these pills? Um, because when I played, you know, and you played, they, uh, they, they we're, we're in that the thick of it, you know, and we're, Big we're time. getting on the, we're getting on the plane after an away game with two beers in the, you know, pocket of the back you know the seat in front of you and uh, the trainers coming up and down the aisles uh handing out muscle relaxers like out. yeah yep. vicodin um you know anything you want yeah yep. naprosins everything i mean you know the the knowledge that we have of pharmaceuticals is like alarming you know, I mean, you can sit and have conversations on these just really horrific drugs. It's pretty crazy. And look, your new company, Revenant MJ, Jim McMahon's part of it. And Ricky Williams is part of it. I played with Rick in Miami and you know, it was on the other side of him being persecuted for using marijuana as the medicine it is. He was way before his time. You're before your time. You know, I know that Jim struggled with painkillers big time. And, and I don't really, bro, I don't know anybody that played for a long time that didn't have this problem at some point. And I guess my thing is, you know, you're talking about the doctors. And since I was like 19, 18, 19 years old, and I had my first major injury in college, it was never about rehab. It's always about sustaining and like just keeping you on the field. And it, you're never really healthy again. You know, and after six left ankle reconstructions and a five-level back fusion and shoulders and necks and God knows what else, and I know you know this, but there's people that don't. And for so many years, brother, I went off the assumption going to doctor to doctor to pain management clinic to pain management clinic and just going, you know, this one to that one to this one, trying to find answers. It's amazing to me how many times I heard this. Well, if you stop just taking them cold turkey, you're going to get really sick and end up in rehab and be blah, 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 blah. And I believe that for the longest time because I'm, I'm listening to a doctor 
I'm listening to my 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 team, my team doctor, my doctors sure. that I've trusted my whole life. And I just one day I decided, well, let's see. And nothing happened other than I've lost 40 pounds and I feel great. And I'm not that demon isn't hanging over me anymore. And now that I've overcome it and, and each day gets better and better, I feel like it's almost a, a sin not to tell the story and not to be forthcoming about it. Because people everywhere, not just athletes, everywhere, epidemic proportions, just like yeah. COVID, are dying yeah, yeah, from yeah. this shit. You want to talk about and, it? And episode. they are in bad, big trouble yeah. everywhere. That this epidemic is worse than the than the COVID epidemic, and no one even talks about it at the at the rate that they should. No, that's one hundred percent true. I mean, the death rate. I mean, the amount of deaths that have occurred because of the opiate industry, and you know, they're preying upon uh, us as humans. You know, as guinea pigs, really, uh, not not humans, I should say, as guinea pigs. They just continue to prey upon the public. I mean, you can watch your television still to this day, and the pharmaceuticals that they put on these commercials and are allowed to put on these commercials with the side effects. That oh my they God, have the side list because those oh. side effects happened in their studies you know i mean the, the fda everybody talks about the fda approvals and oh we've got to wait for them to approve this and approve that if you understood what the process was and that only 20 percent success rate is needed to be achieved by these pharmaceuticals and they could actually have deaths within their study uh, you know, they could Are you have, serious? Yes, they could have people die in their studies. They could have people obtain diseases from their medications in their studies. But if it works for just 20% of the people in their study, they get an FDA approval because it's all about that money. And you have to go through this process of buying 10,000 units of this, 10 or million, 10 million units. They, it's just money for you to get an, I've, I've tried to go through this process with understanding how, you know, what we're looking at potentially with the CBD company, um, you know, and that's the other thing with your recovery, you know, using CBD and these other things, it's not going cold turkey. You're giving yourself and your body a, a supplement that it needs to help you recover from these opiates. And that's and, what I've been doing. I, I've yeah, been supplementing yeah. with, with edibles and, and uh -huh. you know, smoking when I get home and, and relaxing yep. and it's helping me sleep and yeah. I like, I have feeling again and I have goosebumps again. And I like, I'm up out of bed every morning. And it's, it's amazing to me that, that the, the mindset, especially the guys like you and I have bro, where it's, you know, wake up, whatever I got to do to get, get the job done. If I got to take this, I got to take this. If I got to take that, I got to take that. And that mindset carries with you a long time after you're done playing. It's amazing to me how, how I thought that shit was helping me for so long. Well, and, it's a and, mindset, you know, they've, they ingrained in us, you know, exactly. do whatever it takes, you know, and they still do it and they still throw that, do whatever it takes, you know, I'm, I'm willing to do whatever it takes. And as I've told you and told everybody else that, no, you have to extract that mindset away from your brain because that's what got us here is doing whatever it takes. And that's why I talk about cannabis because it's not doing whatever it takes. It's not just trading one thing for the other. It's trading something that, you know, is resolving these issues and something that scientifically speaks to your body and your brain. There is no Vicodin system. There is no, you know, Flexerol system. There is uh, a cannabinoid system, exactly, brother. Exactly, man. You know, the more people understand this, the more that they can get away from those opiates. And then once you're away, just like you are, and, and now you're, you, you learn, I mean, I've had friends, I got one buddy that, that uh, I work with um, uh, and talk to, you know, just remain friends with since I was coming out of college and Oakley sponsored me. I was actually the first sponsored uh, athlete by Oakley, not Patrick Mahomes. Nice. They ran full page ads with me uh, when I played for the Chiefs. And now, you know, now they got the, the Oakley thing up and they say, Patrick Mahomes is the first sponsored athlete by Oakley. Well, no, nah, baby. it wasn't. <laughs> the but, helmet but tosser. This, yeah, this guy <laughs> that, that worked for Oakley was an ex-basketball player for U of A. Uh, University of Arizona. He got hit on by a drunk driver right in the middle of it. this guy is a seven foot dude. Like uh, he was a badass basketball player, white guy out of Southern California, out of the hood and, and, and just super strong. Like he was with Mike Bibby and all those guys um, and, and set to be a part of that team, you know, so, you know, he was good. The oh, yeah. That, uh, that, that was uh, national title teams. 
yeah, that, that those coaches in that squad uh, um, were were you know not recruiting just anybody, and and so it tells you something about this guy's potential of maybe playing in the NBA. He got hit on by a drunk driver down there in Arizona, and and through his legs, just through his body, just collapsed the entire car in you know and he's a seven foot guy so he looks like frankenstein they had to put him back together um and this guy was just addicted to pills uh, you know so many man almost died a couple times uh because of the pills he got uh, prostate cancer uh oh. lost all his intestines and everything because of that um uh he he then went and tried to kill himself a few times with opiates but he couldn't take enough you know it's like jason peters uh, uh, old nfl player in his book uh i uh, can't remember the name of his book uh they've uh, taken like six yeah jason peters goes into that he tried to kill himself and he took like he said he took like 40 vicodin 50 laura tabs and like oh just this cocktail like and he said i woke wow. up then i woke up the next day that's how addicted you know these people were and my buddy uh that i just was speaking about that looks like frankenstein finally got himself off all these just said just said fuck it and he Enough. said i'll yeah. let this kill me i'll let the pain kill me and everything and he said the further he got away from taking those opiates he even realized that he didn't need one he's gone through multiple surgeries now since because it's an ongoing process and he's refused to take opiates to recover from any of his surgeries and he says i have more control less pain and he uses cbd got him onto that and you know it's and and that's the thing yeah. is that i can attest to that the the less pain thing i would wake up at four in the morning to go to the gym and get and get the grind on and instead of you know reaching for my bag like the doctor's telling me to they reach for the bags what it is it, it's like it my pain receptors were looking for it and now they're not anymore and i'm not in as much pain it's crazy and i have more energy yeah. and it's just it's amazing to think the way that it's perceived and the way that it's categorized and the way it's pushed to people for migraines and cramps and like for for stuff that it should not be used for let's be real yeah, and 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 it's and the huge. the cannabis industry is catching up my fear Kyle is that the pharmaceutical industry will get their hands on the cannabis, cannabis industry eventually and ruin it. Do you ever see, foresee that happening? Because Western medicine is not about fixing problems. Western medicine is about getting you on the, the teat, as they say, and just sucking you dry. Well, it's their attempt, you know, to play God here. They, they, they forget, you know, they, they of all of these things that are out there that uh, are available, you know, and the power of them because they think they know better. You know, they think they're so smart with all their, you know, learned degrees of this and that and the other. And, and you know, I didn't even get a degree from San Diego State. I sit with, with these credentialed doctors and, and they can't even talk to me about the number one regulatory system in the human body. And that's the cannabinoid system. They can't explain to me why they are not taught this in medical school and why they know nothing about it and how when I speak to them, they crumble like a child of with that, that didn't even go to college or has any knowledge of anything that the human body does. When you start getting into the conversation and the detail of the cannabinoid system um, and, uh, you know, the, uh, the other part of that question, um, you know, is 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 that, you know, these people are intent on trying to come up with these solutions, uh, you know, that this idea is out there that there is a painkiller, you know, <laughs> that is not the case. It doesn't you know, kill we, anything. We don't need to be presenting people this false idea on these commercials that everything's going to be great. Everything's going to be wonderful. You know, part of it is understanding where you've been and where you are. You know, I mean, as Michael Strahan said to me, we're going back and forth at it on the field in New York, you know, and I'm, and I'm, we're, you know, going at it and talking trash to each other. And he, and, you know, he gets a hit on me and he's on the queue and I, and he tells me it's not where you're from, son, it's where you're at, you know? And, uh, you know, cause I felt real big and mighty about myself, you know, as a first round draft pick and this and that and the other, and you know, who's this guy, uh, you know, just 
tra- trash talking back and forth and, I, and and we're having a battle and and i never forgot that you know because he beat me he's like it's not where you're from it's where you're at you know and that's being humble and realizing where you are in life and 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 really trying to make that better you know this idea of a painkiller and this fantasy life of running through the flowers or walking on the beach without pain when you've blown out your l5 and S l4 disc and you've got just took 40 bone chips out of your left shoulder for the size of 22 bullets and you know you need two new knees a new right hip and you just got a plate and 10 screws in your right ankle and you know you need a new uh, left ankle and and they want to replace toes in your feet and all these other things and digits on your hands i mean they, they, to i to believe that there's going to be no pain from taking this synthetic medication is it's naive it should be criminal that these yeah, people it should be. are are doing this you know there's no painkiller clinics as i say it's pain management and when you understand how to manage pain then you win then you win then you can walk through the the lilies and and uh, you know you can actually feel what's going on and and understand where you are not, and not, not be, be numb zombie zone that all those drugs you know uh, have in store for you and then that, the that's what it is one, you don't even realize you're going down the road no, you don't. It's it's numbing. It's they just numb you. They prey upon those dopamine receptors. Um, you know, it's like it's just like uh, you know having a poor diet. You know, and you get addicted to cheese and you know all these oh, other things yeah. that are creating inflammation uh, because it cre- it fires that dopamine response in your brain. You know, that's what they prey upon. You know, the, the, the true dope is is not the dope that they've been trying to tell us. <laughs> no, it's that green stuff, brother. People need to, people really, really, really need to focus on that. And and that's the, the whole point of today and, and the whole point of my mission moving forward is to be an advocate for this just like you are because it, it's real. And, you know, the this stuff, the stuff that you, you know, a, after my five-level fusion, I remember it was about five months after I had the fusion and I was home. And I was struggling. I had a bad infection in my back and I slipped in the shower and fell and I landed and hit my head real hard. And I went to the doctor's office, right? And I went to my back doctor's office. I'm sitting in there and the, the PA, his, his assistant is out front and all answered the doors open. And she, I hear her say, my wife is in the room with me and I hear her say, Oh, the big football baby's back. And I'm like, I'm like, wow, bro. I just had, I just had a like nine screws and a plate and a rod put in my back by a little fusion. I was in the hospital for two weeks. They're pumping me full of God knows what, God knows what time. And that's the response I get from the doctor. And it, I, I, look, I didn't handle it correctly because pride and ego is every man's worst enemy and mine too. And something I, I'm still learning to deal with. And I didn't handle it correctly. And that essentially ended my relationship with my back doctor four months after fusion surgery. So you can only imagine where that road takes people. And it, yeah. you know, it, it's then the, the repetitive cycle, what you said of pain management of going to doctor after doctor after doctor, just to hear the same repetitive, like you can't stop taking them. You can't do this. You can't do that. You can't do this. And they just keep you on this cycle instead of actually attacking the problem. Cause once the problem is attacked, it's over, especially with guys like you and me, because the most motivating thing in my life, Kyle, is when people tell me what I can't do. So every, every doctor that's told me what I can't do, anybody that's like, look, this is going to follow you around for the rest of your life. Like, nah, it's not. It's not going to follow me around for the rest of my life. My, my kids and my ass is going to follow me around for the rest of my life, and I'm going to beat this. And if I can do it and you can do it and Jim McMahon can do it and Ricky can do it and all these guys can do it, Anybody can. Any, any regular Joe out there struggling with this can. And I'm going to tell you a story real quick. I'm driving yesterday, okay? And one of my guys, Sam Jones, who I've been working with since he was 15 years old, um, he's playing for the Colts now. I got drafted by the Broncos a couple of years ago. He pulls up next to me, and I haven't seen him in a couple of weeks. He just got home from Indy. And we get out and I hug him, and I'm like, look, bro. He's like, oh, you lost a lot of weight. You look really good. And I tell him what's going on. And he like started tearing up because he knew what I was dealing with. He just didn't know how to talk to me about it. And the first thing he said to me, Kyle, was like, oh, you know, you can't just stop taking them, right? And I was like, nah, dog. That's the lie, Sammy. That's the lie, brother. That's what they tell us, dude. That's what it is. You don't, you can stop. Just, just stop. Just fucking stop and see what happens. And if you got to go down the other road 
be a man about it and, and stand up. It's not like you were a heroin addict when you started this. So right. there's a difference between reasons and excuses. And look, every time somebody wants to stand up and judge someone for getting for recovering, that's the old school America, brother. That's the old school way of thinking where everybody dwells in the past and you know, you can't ever break out of the shell you were in. Bro, my wife and marijuana and your tutelage and just my willpower saved my life. And I am so thankful for your leadership. And I'm so thankful for my wife for stepping up and confronting me about it. And I'm, I'm just, my life has turned around in like six weeks, bro. And it, it feels so fucking incredible. I don't, even know, awesome, I don't even know where to start, pal. No, I, I, I know. And I've been there, man. I know what it's like. And it's uh, it's an awesome feeling, man. It's and, incredible, and bro. It is. You know, and, and the consistency of, of sticking with that, you know, will show you that you've made the right decision. And, you know, again, cannabis is the way out. Uh, it is the way out of this entire problem from the opiate crisis to yep. CTE, the recovery I've experienced uh, cognitively um, when I was truly fading. And then all of these serious neurological issues that I was dealing with vertigo constantly. It was a daily thing that I had to, I mean, can you imagine? It was stopped me from driving. I couldn't drive anymore. I could not get on the freeway. I live in Southern California. That's not very easy to get places. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> uh, you know, I couldn't even get on the freeway and not without being white knuckled in the slow lane because I didn't know if I was going to spin off into vertigo and I kill my whole family in a car crash or myself or other people for that matter. And then the light sensitivity. I mean, look oh, at Jim McMahon now. Look, I mean, I was able to get rid of thousands of dollars worth of medical equipment to from contact lenses to glasses that I paid for thousands of dollars because the NFL wasn't there for me to deal with this neurological disease. You know, I had to pay for everything. Uh, and, and I don't use any of it anymore. No light sensitivity, no vertigo issues for six years. I had it since my rookie year till six years ago when I gave up the pills for cannabis. And that's where, you know, the young man, the player uh, can, you know, can understand there's a way out, you know, people don't understand and they've been deprived of the opportunity to be able to use cannabis. It's why we fought so hard. That's why Jim and Evan and Ricky are a part of this revenant, you know, uh, uh, venture that we're going to, this, this quest that we have, it's a brand, but it's a quest. This is our uh, quest to uh, you know, let everybody know it's not just this. It's not just that. We need to start getting very specific about what it is we're doing. All the products we're going to be making and producing, you know, consistently throughout the entire country and every state that we go into to uh, license this brand will be consistent where you're going to be able to have the same experience and product or medication that we like to call it uh, in all of these states that you would go to so that you can continue to, to re recover, to experience the revenant in cannabis. That's, that's what this is about. It's about recovering your life. It's not about saying, oh, we're giving up one thing for the other. It's about recovering your life. Your brain is the most important thing. And when you recover your life, then you can start being your best you. Then your wife comes back, your kids come back. I mean, there's so many guys that I've turned this on to. Everything around their life just starts getting better. And that's, you know, the truth of it. It's, it's, it is, it's very real. There's a science behind this. This is not just going, oh, let's just do weed now all day. No, that is not the case. And we're continuing to advance this conversation and work with doctors in this area that are, you know, have been, uh, I mean, people don't understand the research that's gone into this plant and that our government has, you know, spent billions of dollars overseas with, you know, places like Israel and Europe and, and uh, uh, all of these areas, China, the research on cannabis is, is unbelievably documented. And, you know, even now in the COVID conversation in such a short period of time as they've wowed everybody with these, you know, developments in a vaccine, the science world has proven across studies, the entire, uh, you know, globe that that in 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 all kinds of different continents and, and countries where these medical groups have taken charge to say let's research cannabis on COVID-19 and 
overwhelmingly, this deserves more opportunity and more speech from the, you know, political pundits, these people, these, these people that supposedly care so much about us. They care so much about, you know, our lives and our health, and they are not talking about this at all. And it's proven over and again to be the one thing that could actually resolve uh, every virus because so what problems. is what is the, the 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 resolution to all these viruses and these vaccines and medications just to recover people to get their immune systems back in order and to balance their uh you know their it's called homeostasis <laughs> and that's where your body functions properly and no everybody that understands cannabis knows this is the the number one thing that should be addressed and to, to your point of these pharmaceutical companies and where they're going uh johnson and johnson is the leading patent holder on synthetic cannabinoids i played for and the jets too Naranto and i, I I've, and I've met willie Roche. johnson before and how, how Naranto, i mean how can these companies how That's do you think a guy purpose. like like willie johnson can walk through that facility knowing that he's so invested in the in in the medicine that's killing so many people. I mean, how? how? I mean, he can land on his helicopter and walk around on hundred dollar bills all he wants. It, when you can't take that when you die. No. And 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 it's just look, man. It's been really frustrating for me because I've I can only imagine speak on this. I've been I asked to imagine. speak on this. Not you know, I don't just go out and try to help our brothers and our family. No, you're I, trying I, to help I everyone. I, I start knocking on the door. I've not. I've kicked down the door of the NFL to demand a, a, an opportunity to present my findings to them, and and they've allowed me to do that. And I've been in front of these people, the entire group of them, and I've given PowerPoint presentations on this and explained this is what this is, not what my company is, not what you know that they they want to go out and. I've been on these panels where the UFC's partnered with this company and the NFL's talking with these people and the NBA's going to work with this company and that company because they're publicly traded and John Boehner's on their board and blah, blah, blah. I wasn't, I have not been to these discussions uh, to represent my company and my products. I came to inform them about what those things do and why they're even in this conversation. And I've been told, and I was told straight to my face, you're right about all of this, Kyle. It's just going to take time. And I'm, I'm the guy that just doesn't, you know, I, we're in the huddle going, we're not going to kick the field goal here. We're not kicking the field goal here. We can score. We're in the red zone. There's enough time. We need to go kick the field goal. And I'm tired of sitting in those huddles going, you know, listening to this answer, you know, from the quarterback saying, well, that's not the play they're calling, you know, <laughs> what, what we, are you we have to wait listening? longer. When are you going to start listening to your, your community and truly protect the shield? That's all I've ever asked of the NFL is, is do their job, protect the shield, do what it is you're saying you're doing. Instead, they're, they're seeming to be more interested in creating, uh, you know, their, their specific arm of the Masonic Lodge, you know, I, I, these guys that they've, they've brought into the fold as, as leaders are not creating good men. And that's a problem. Yes, it is, brother. The great Kyle Turley joins us here on episode 100 of McChesney Unchained. Uh, everybody, please check out uh, Kyle's new business, Revenant MJ. It's in, he's in it with Jim McMahon, the great Jim McMahon, Ricky Williams, Evan Britton. I played with Rick in Miami. Uh, Kyle, brother, thank you so much for coming on the show. I cannot begin to tell you how, how much your leadership means to me and so many out there. And, you know, this is, this is about as truthful an episode as you're going to get out of me and you. And I hope that somebody out there, it helps you. I, I really, really hope that it helps you the way that Kyle and, and my, my support system, my wife, my family have helped me. And I'm telling you, it's mindset and willpower and using cannabis and marijuana as the medicine it is to, to help you through the, the, the struggles of life. Instead of using a crutch, uh, use a parachute. And that's what weed is. So, Kyle, thank you so much for coming on the show, brother. Thank you for and uh, me, brother, it's been an honor. It always is, you know that, and and an unbelievable honor to be on this episode with you and to see that recovery in your eyes. It's, it's in your incredible. Face, 
It is. It truly is. You know, and, and I feel like I'm alive again, it. bro. Stick with it. You know, Every that's, day. That's the thing is that you, you're going to run through these phases. You know, there's always going to be the roller coaster of life. You got to trust in God at the end of the day. I got on my knees at my last and my worst moment and begged for an answer. And the answer was given to me. And I do everything I can to give that answer to my brothers because I know we're the same. It doesn't, it transcends through our color, our race and everything else, you know, and that's what I've seen in cannabis in general across this country. And all of us involved in this Revenant MJ, uh, you know, venture are, are from the, the foundation of this conversation of this as a medicine and that it can help recover people's lives. It's an honor, man, it always is. And people can do this, you know, continue to spread the word and get off these horrible opiates. Again, if you're not taking any and I'm not taking anybody, any and my buddy's anybody. not taking any, anybody can get anybody. off these, man. Just trust God and his great plan and, and understand who you are get you right first you know as i told you and you get you right first and then everything else just trickles down all's in the place yeah man kyle i love you bro enjoy love super you, bowl yeah, week much, much and much uh fun, thank you we'll, we'll talk soon you know thank what? you sir right, brother. You got it, brother. later i just want to give a huge thanks to my man kyle turley and anybody and everybody out there uh you know that, that's been a part of this uh it's you know, it, it's something that you can't overcome, and, and I hope you do. And trust me, recovery is a great thing, and there's nothing to be ashamed of. The, the only thing you have to be ashamed of is not being honest with yourself. So, you know, just look at yourself in the mirror and move forward, and, and good things will happen, just like Kyle said. So, look, episode 100 is about as honest and forthcoming as I, and as I can be, and that's kind of my MO. Uh, I feel free, and I feel ready to attack 2021. And uh, I thank the Unchained Nation and everybody that supported the show, DNVR, Spano, Koningsberg, my girl Allie for all, all the putting up with my bullshit all the time. My Matt Adam, that's the producer, thank you so much. Everybody down here at DNVR that's contributed, uh, I, I, I tip my cap to you. You guys are truly the best. So uh, make sure you get down here to the bar and, and studio off of Colfax and support. Uh, and look, um, today's a good day. Tomorrow's going to be an even better one. So... Episode 101 next week will be our Super Bowl preview. Again, Ryan Jensen and the Beast Mike Pinnell facing off each other against each other at center and nose tackle in the Super Bowl. Both Dungeon family. Jensen was my first client ever. Uh, and I am I'm pretty damn excited to watch that game to say the least. The new 6-0 opens on Tuesday in Parker. Check out everything at 6-0 Academy. Go get yourself a hoodie. And uh, thank you so much for everything. Uh, episode 100 is a wrap, folks. Have a great week.